but I remember a couple times friends would catch me saying a prayer in the car. So the last person who got picked up that night for whatever we were to be doing, I would just bow my head and just say a little, God, keep us all safe from harm and danger and get us home safe and sound. Let's have a good, safe, fun time tonight. Welcome to Christ in All Things, a conversation about meaning and purpose. It's based on a Bible verse, Colossians 1.17, which says, Christ is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Christ in All Things is a listening ear into conversations about receiving and giving the love and hope of Christ. And these conversations, they are an invitation. Because as you'll hear, and as much as we enjoy having them, Digital media operates from a distance, and that is not what's best for us, with God, or with one another. So, thanks for listening. And if you're in the neighborhood, we invite you to participate in person in the life that finds its epicenter at St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Welcome to Christ in All Things. I'm Pastor Jason Schockman. And I'm Pastor Lance O'Donnell. And we are joined today by our very special guest, uh, Mary Hickenbottom. Uh, Mary is the coordinator of the Lord's Cupboard uh, here at St. Paul's in Oconomowoc, uh, which is a service to our community uh, to deliver food to people who are in need. Although we don't really deliver it, they come and get it. We do a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow morning to the senior apartments. But... And Thanksgiving bags and Christmas mm-hmm. bags. And uh, there's a whole host of folks from here at St. Paul's that chip in to coordinate to make this a reality. Um, and Mary's the coordinator of, of all of this. And, and Mary, you've also uh, been around St. Paul's for a while. Yeah, I was baptized, confirmed, and got married here. Like I said, a while. Um, and we're so glad to have you with us. Thank you. I love to be here with you guys. Kind of fun. I, I am I am really excited. You were when we first envisioned doing this, Mary. One of one of the things that got Pastor Shockman and I really excited about this is because you know from our seat we look out in the congregation and we see people doing all kinds of everyday but extraordinary things. We and we see it. All over, all over the place. But for the average person walking down the street in Oconomowoc, they could walk right by you and, or any of the other number of people that we've talked to thus far, Gary Flanagan or Glenn Lydell or you know, Jill George, pick. I mean, take your pick, or any of the other countless people that God willing in the future will talk to. And you just walk by and think, oh, well, hi, and, and not recognize God is at work in extraordinary ways. And, um, and so we're, we, I, I, you were, you were on the list of people from the get go that I was eager to talk to, uh, about this. And so we do, we, we do two things. We have, you know, two basic things we do at most of our interviews here. And the first one relates to your name. Okay. So you have a name. Yes, I do. First and middle for us. Mary Kay. Right. And do you know what those things mean? Mary means... I think it's beloved and bitter. 
Yeah. Which always kind of like, what? How does that work together? So Pastor Shackman, you know the story on that. Where does that yeah, name yeah. come from? So it's a, it, from Aramaic or Hebrew, the background, it, the meaning is bitterness, bitterness, right? Um, and the, the, the catch is, biblically, names were generally given due to the circumstances of a child's birth or the family circumstances during a child's birth. Um, have you ever noticed how many women in the New Testament are named Mary? Now consider the life of the Jewish community at that time, living under Roman oppression in their own land that is no longer their own land, right? Uh, having been all but abandoned by the God who promised to be their God and they would be his people. Or so it appeared. Or so it appeared to them, right? So you got this long strain of bitterness in the life of this people. Is it a wonder then that a lot of people in the New Testament are named bitterness? No, right? To me, no, that's not, that's not, right? But it can also mean, from its Latin and Greek root, it can also mean beloved or uh, desired child, right? Oh, good, because I'm the baby of the family, and I kept telling them that I'm the favorite. Yeah, well. And wait. I was the chosen one because the other ones just kind of came along. Uh, 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 <laughs> is that, what, is that then, your story when you all get together? Well, the, f- the first three were within the first three years of their marriage, so sure. that's a lot of kids yeah. right away. And you are the youngest of? Five. Of five. And they stopped with you. Oh, right, because they got it right. Because you were the one they always wanted. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. So I'm the it, baby it, of my family, there, so I go with you on that. Is there a story behind Mary for you from your parents? I remember being outside with my dad in the front yard, front side yard. We must have been doing something because you weren't just out there for nothing. You know, you had to be doing something. And I know I asked him the names, about the names. I only remember what he said about Rick and Sue. I don't remember about Steve or Julie. So Rick was Ricky from Ricky Ricardo. His real birth certificate name is Ricky. Oh, no, he's got some explaining to Are do. Are you for yeah. real? That's, yeah. Yes. I don't know if he'll agree with that, but that's what I remember. And Sue was Susan Hayward. Okay. Oh. So Dad thought Susan Hayward was just beautiful. I'm like, oh, okay, well, this is interesting. So where my name came from, come from, Dad. And it was Mother of Jesus. I think that could have also been a... Let's stop talking and get back to work. Type thing. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere else you can go after that. Mother of Jesus, you know, that's uh, so we're, we're laughing about her brother. Cause her, her brother is one of our main elders, Rick. And, and he is another guy that we'll interview in the future. Super steadfast, wonderful servant of the Lord. But, but that he's, you know, and yeah, if that his, he's named if, after Ricky Ricardo is if, unbelievable. If his birth certificate really says Ricky, yeah. it does. Oh, good gracious yeah. Lord, that is so such a gift. Uh, yeah. I'm so thankful that I know that now. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, I, oh, he might, I might not be in be. trouble. I know. I think I'm going to be in trouble be, a little bit, but yeah. I am. Uh, so Mary, first name could be bitterness, could be beloved child, could be uh, desired child. Uh, I think it lends toward bitterness because of the circumstances of the. F- the first century Judaism, uh, and the, the Hebraic roots, or roots of that name. How about your middle name, K? I do not know. Ah. You want to know what I found? Yes, please. K has a Greek origin. It comes from the word pure. Hmm. Pure bitterness. Yes. <laughs> wow. 
I think my sisters or brothers could agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> or the, the desired pure child. Bel- beloved and pure. We'll go with that. You know, it's kind of like how I greet you. Yes. Yeah, Mary, Mary, extraordinary. <laughs> well, but it, 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 also, it also fits, right? I mean, our, our bitterness turns into joy. Yeah. Um, so it, it kind of, it, it's a, it's, it's a name that lends itself to a whole lot of things to the, to the truth of the Christian, yeah. the Christian life. Yeah. Um, it lends itself to a whole lot of things. Sin and grace, law and gospel. None and, the least yeah. of which is pointing to Christ in all things. Indeed. Which we yeah. do around here. Because regardless of whether you're the baby and you were the favorite child or any of that stuff, you know, you're, you're not perfect. Right. And, and you know, you know that as well as anybody, right. And as a youngest of five siblings, and yet Christ has made us pure. Yeah. Um, and that's why we're here. Yeah. So, so that's name and circumstances regarding why they named you that, uh, you don't, they didn't really share. No, not okay. that I remember, but not yeah. sure. Okay. No, no future that's heiress right. to a cosmetics line or something. No, like that. Yeah. no, yeah. Okay. no. And you said, it didn't work. You said that, that you were named Mary Kay before the Carrie's May, Carrie's May, the Mary Kay cosmetic line really took off. Yes. Yes. Okay. So you're not named after the pink car. No. Let's go on. Let's go on to the second set of questions. Yeah. (laughs) Because this we hope to be the the meat of the conversation. Okay. Truly. Um, And for our listeners, we didn't, I mean, we know the questions ahead of time, but we didn't get them ahead of time. So we're we're getting them. We're well, responding them to the same way. Mary got the questions ahead of time, but we but didn't, we didn't get the answers yeah. ahead yeah. of time. The host of the show here, we yeah, haven't yeah. heard. So we so, go into it just as blind as you. What? Uh, so Mary, we asked we asked you to think about what are the top three to five things that formed you as a human being. Where where does your list start? List starts with mom and dad. Okay, fill us in. They were the example of how to lead a Christian life. From day one, it was, you go to church every Sunday unless you are on your deathbed. (laughs) Um, You volunteer, you show up and do a good job. You just show people God's love. How and the way things you do, and what you say, and how you say it. So was that a burden for you as a kid, or no? Not really. Well, to a certain extent, I guess. Not really, because it was just that was life, and that's what mom and dad said. So you did it, especially in that time. You definitely did it, right? Uh, what they or whatever they said, but by some of my friends did not lead that type of lights life so strongly as our family did so then it was like well they don't have to do that but we are okay here we go and what did i'm curious what did denny and florence astro say when you made that comment to them i'm 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 really curious what the response is dad i don't know exact words but basically well this is our family and we do this and that was all. You just didn't question him. Got it. <laughs> um, so, and it's funny with the basketball tournament going on now here with the uh, you, the teenagers, not teenagers. So, the, by uh, the way, so for our listeners, we're recording on the sixth of January, 
in the year of our Lord, 2023. It's the epiphany of our Lord. It is also the second day every every year at this time, St. Paul's Lutheran School has the Warrior Classic Basketball Tournament. It, it's been renamed this year the Chip Zastro, uh, who is... Are they related to you? Maybe there's mildly. a relation, but yeah. it's further back. Like it was na- so unrelated, unrelated to Mar- no Mary's a Zastro before she became a Hickenbottom. Um, so that was the switch. It was. <laughs> I was young. I was twenty five. So anyway, so when she refers to the basketball tournament, that's what's going on. Is our our middle school basketball tournament, the girls' tournaments this weekend? Next boys weekend is next the boys. Yeah. yeah. So Dad was the basketball coach for twenty five years or so for the high school team here at church, ACT basketball. So he always sponsored a tournament at the end of February, which my birthday is at the end of February. So I was always down here doing some type of job, whatever it was. I think he did learn after a little while not to put me on the scoreboard because I'd be talking to the person next to me and forget to turn the time back on. (laughs) That was a problem. Um, So then I just ended up taking stats, but that's okay. Um, So anyway, so I was down here for my birthday quite often. And Rick was too, because he, being the oldest and I being the youngest, were born 10 years and one day apart. So my sister Sue would make a birthday cake, bring it down here for us to celebrate birthdays, and everybody was singing happy birthday, and so it's just kind of fun to see that happening right now. It's like, oh yeah, I live down here. The other, no, and then with the uh, men's club, was on Monday nights, and dad volunteered me and Karen Ager's father, Karen Rupnow, Paul Ager's volunteered her to serve the food to the guys for men's night prior to journeyman starting. <laughs> so you got voluntold. Yes. A lot. A lot. So number number one on your list of what formed you is mom and dad mm-hmm. and faithfulness and going to church and volunteering and service. And that was your family's life. Yes. Was service really around this place yes or were there other places as well well uh, pastors and teachers here were extremely important to me also but our whole family was that way extended family aunts Mm -hmm. and uncles they went to a different church but it was they went to church every sunday you know that they did we went to baptisms confirmations weddings and there were a lot of them with zastros and repnos and other parts of our relation, which is kind of large around here. I used to say I w- I'm related to one quarter of a Conamox population. So, so then I really had to behave. Um, so it was just, that was the way of life. Do, this is what we do. Got it. As a whole family. So number one, mom and dad. Mm-hmm. What's number two? It really would be the pastors and the teachers here at St. Paul's. Okay, fill us in. So i Started going here at first grade prior to kindergarten starting. And at that time, it was Pastor Clausing. He's the one who baptized me. And then after that, I'm not sure what grade I was in when Pastor Walshlager came. He's the one who confirmed me. He was very influential because that's when I was getting older, like probably fourth, fifth, sixth grade when you're more influenced by people. Um, then Pastor Borgman is the one who married Louie and I. Teachers were, oh, Mrs. Pint. Oh, everyone who knows Mrs. Pint would just go, oh, she was just lovely. Yeah. She was a third grade teacher. Okay. 
after our first grade and second grade teacher, who was the same one, was Miss Ehlers, she was not the lovey-dovey kind of teacher. So going from Miss Ehlers to Mrs. Pint, it was like, oh, wow, just lovely, just wonderful. And then in fourth grade, we got Mr. Martin. Okay. Mr. Martin was just out of school, I believe. So he was young, so he was closer to our age, which we didn't have that. Really, most of the teachers were a little older. So he could relate a little bit better to us. And then fourth graders, as you know, need to be uh, <laughs> entertained more or something or <laughs> discussed more topics with. Uh, so he was just fantastic. And I know he was very influential on so many classmates' lives. He was a very good teacher. So that was a blessing. Um, with family members too, it was aunts and uncles. I watched them and saw what they did and learned from them. And I had a lot of older cousins, so I watched them also. And the whole St. Paul's family, because my parents were involved with, they had a car club. Well, Everybody belonged to St. Paul's. It was the Linquists, and it was the Molitors, and it was the Thoroughs, and it was Eggers. So we saw them all the time in one way or another, and just involved. Just a real big community. And you went to school here through eighth grade? Yes. And then on to Oconomowoc High School? Yes. Okay. Which was terrifying because... <laughs> I was going to think about this a little better, but part of my class was a really small class. And I think first through fifth grade, maybe fourth grade for sure, we only had like 13 kids in our class. So we were kind of pushed into the older class ahead of us or the class behind us to kind of make it a bigger class because both of those were bigger than ours. And then as it happens, especially at that time, people going from grade school first through fifth grade and I'll have to go to junior high they're like um no my kid is going now going to parochial grade school so our class did grow and uh so it was fun but we still have some good memories um Julie Andrus Mafis I've known her since first grade Debbie Getsky Salveson since first grade Sarah Bratz Nielsen since first grade and uh, Kevin Brisky and Kenny Worth Craig Campbell and we could go on and on that's awesome you know all these names yeah She's a people person. Well, that, that too. So number one, mom and dad. Mm -hmm. Number two, some pastors and teachers at St. Paul's. Mm -hmm. um, number three, inadvertently, you kind of slipped in there the rest of your family. Yeah, it was a, yeah, because we were around them. It was either we were at my Uncle Frank's house at the farm in Concord, or we were at um, Lawrence and Jean Rupno's house in Exonia because Lawrence Repno and my dad were first cousins and best friends. And and they all had kids around our ages too, so it worked out well. Or else they were at our house. Or else we were at a wedding. We were probably at a wedding almost every other weekend because of the big relation. So it was fun. So it was always just around more family. Yeah. And then the St. Paul's family. So was there anything, you know, in terms of service? I mean, we've, I mean, we talked a little bit about your dad. And if you want a little bit more about, I mean, we'll, well I assume we'll come back to that mom and dad. But if you want a little bit more also about Denny's Astro, go back to our episode where we talked with Gary Flanagan, <laughs> uh, who talked a good bit about, you know, the influence, influence of your dad. Um, 
but you also mentioned other family members and they were involved in similar ways at their churches and yes yes all my aunts and uncles were very involved with um saint stephen's in concord okay is, is the family church sure um i think my mom yeah my mom and dad were married no they no they were married to dr martin luther um but dad grew up at saint stephen's and my uncle frank and my grandma Astra was there so when my cousin phil still goes there yeah um you know it's 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 interesting to me because i don't at least in my immediate i don't have that kind of Mm. active family church back you know that we're we're trying to create it yeah yeah i was gonna say until we start talking about your kids yeah we're we're trying we're trying to create it but i don't so there's a there's a a nuclear family culture of Christ at the center and service. There is a extended family culture of Christ at the center and, and service. service. Um, there is a, you're in the midst of a parish that is St. Paul's that is Christ, Christ at, at the, the center, center and calling service. people, calling yeah. people to calling people to service and the world in which the world in which you lived Equipped you for this. Equipped you to have Christ at the center and to serve. Yes, absolutely. And would have made you kind of an oddball not to. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Which makes her kind of an oddball today. Yeah. Not because because she doesn't. Well, no, no, no. But in a world that uh, doesn't necessarily put Christ at the center and look to serve. Sure. You know, that, that that makes you like like many around here, a bit of an odd duck. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. And, and my friends and know that. So. Right. They know that that's who I am. Yeah. I remember, um, so most of my friends were St. Paul's people growing up through eighth grade. They went to high school and got to know more people that were of different faiths or maybe didn't really have a good faith, strong faith. Um, but I remember a couple times friends would catch me saying a prayer in the car. So the last person who got picked up that night for whatever we were to be doing, I would just bow my head and just say a little, God, keep us all safe from harm and danger and get us home safe and sound. Let's have a good, safe, fun time tonight. Something to to that effect. And every once in a while, someone would say, what are you doing? (laughs) Just saying a prayer for us. Okay. (laughs) So what's number four? Well, no, I think those are probably the biggest ones. I mean, it's just that huge influence. It was my parents, friends, church family, and extended family. So, so. I, I want to come back to talking about your parents because I've been around here for like a little more than a year and a half, and I've heard a lot of dad stories. <laughs> But I haven't heard a lot of mom stories. <laughs> so how 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 in this world of Christ at the center and being shaped for service, how was your mom active in that? Well, mom volunteered also. Yeah. So but, she was. But in shaping you. In shaping me, oh, she just well, okay. By my confirmation Bible verse. Yeah. She and I chose it together. There you go. And can you re- can you repeat that for us? Philippians four four. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. 
your King James is shining it through. Because that's what St. Paul's <laughs> taught at that time. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. That's what we did. And mom was a stay-at-home mom. She didn't work until I got into high school. And we also sold eggs to make extra money on the side. So we had 1,000 chickens. I didn't know that. Yeah. Whoa. At your place on Valley Road there? Yes, on Valley That's Road. That's a lot of chickens. So mom had to be around to, you know, if anyone pulled in to buy eggs, she had to sell any eggs. Uh, we also delivered eggs to uh, the hospital, Chuck's Supper Club, which is now Lucky Chucky's, and um, a few other places. I can't remember right now where. Um, luckily, dad was a little bit chauvinistic that, the boys had to take care of the stuff outside, and the girls took care of the stuff inside, so I never had to clean out the hen houses. So, woohoo! that was a blessing. <laughs> so Count it all joy. That was all good. Um, so, Mom showed her love through food. I mean, she would have something home-baked, brownies, cookies, something for us to eat all the time. My sister Julie is a type 1 diabetes diabetes diabetic diabetic that's yeah. the right word i had forgotten that okay yeah, since and she was three years old so that was before i was born and so she was born what year 1957 yeah so she's wow. type one back in the in yeah. diagnosed yeah back in the boil your syringes and sharpen your own needles wow. and, yes yeah. and, yes. and, we, and yeah. pastor shackman and i are looking at each other across the table here because he uh, was i'm a type one diabetic, type one diabetic mm. and diagnosed when you were 16 1993 yeah you were yeah. 16, 16 years old yeah yeah so mom was terrified every day did she give her enough insulin not enough insulin because i didn't yeah test the blood for sugar at the time no. so that was always a weird thing yeah. so what mom did though was make something special just for julie oh. and of course me being dumb and naive i thought why does julie get something special because julie's special there you go well, I couldn't say that. Well, no, I, you're the baby of the family. You know, I, I, I don't remember which funeral it was, cause, uh, but now now you hearing hearing you talk about that, I'm recalling your family talking about that. Your your mom always made special stuff for your sister mm-hmm. so she could be... Included. Included. Yeah. Part that's of an, the family. That's an, enor- mm-hmm. that's an enormous deal. And for mom to have to try to figure out how to do that. I mean, she knew how to cook with regular sugar and everything else, but she had to find something and she had to read. I mean, practically everything was homemade at her house. It wasn't, mm-hmm. I remember the first time having Kraft macaroni and cheese at a friend's house. I thought that was the best thing ever. Cause I never had it before. It's like, okay, you're just not very smart kid. <laughs> As I, when I got older, um, but, but mom had to figure out how to make something for Julie that she could eat. And there weren't many options at that time. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. she did. So the the example you learned from your mom was to serve other people with food. Yeah. Huh. I know. <laughs> um, let's let's let that be a segue. Yeah. Into part two of our conversation. So that's part one of our interview with Mary Hickenbottom. And we'll come back and talk with Mary about food. I love food. For show notes and other information about this or other episodes of Christ in All Things, visit ChristInAllThings.org. Comments may be emailed to comments at ChristInAllThings.org. To support Christ in All Things, click the donate page at either ChristInAllThings.org or SPLCO.org. 
In thanks for a one-time gift of $100 or more, you receive a pair of nerdy blue light blocking glasses with the Christ in All Things logo on them. Pastor Shockman loves these. That is so not true. Patrons who subscribe for a monthly gift of $20 or more will have early access to the show and receive some on-air clapping, as well as a pair of Wisconsin-made Christ in All Things hiking socks. Gifts of $1,000 or more will receive thunderous on-air clapping and a word of thanks, plus a handmade leather Christ in All Things folio by the Murdy Creative Company. For a gift of $10,000 or more, we will go bleeping bananas. Do a happy dance and take the show on the road to your home or wherever it is you'd like to fly us to record with you. All post-production surplus supports youth ministry at St. Paul's. Thank you for your support. Christ in All Things is a production of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street, Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. For more information about St. Paul's, visit splco.org, email us at info at splco.org, or call us at 262-567-5001. Intro, outro music, setting by Joseph Hurl, copyright 1998, Concordia Publishing House, used with permission.